when he says to me, how's my child? I said that I've been studying hard all day in school, trying very hard to understand the golden rule. I think I'll color this man father. I think I'll color him love. Said I'm gonna color him father. I think I'll color the man love. Yes, I will. If you want to compete Because without his son Life ain't very sweet I love this man And I don't know why Except I'll need his strength Until the day that I die My mother loves him And I can tell By the way she looks at him When he holds my little sister Nell I heard her say Just the other day That if it hadn't been for him She couldn't have found her way I think I'll color him father Color him father I'm gonna color him love Color him love I've got to color him father Color him father I think I'll color this man love Color him love Our real old man, he got killed in the war And she knows she and seven kids couldn't have gotten very far. She said she thought that she could never love again. And then there he stood with that big wide Welcome to the Omnius Podcast. This is episode 22. We thank everybody for listening and tuning in to all the podcast episodes and sharing them with other people. Thank you for all the feedback that I've been getting on, you know, in my DMs. And, you know, people texting me like, oh, you really be hitting the nail on a lot of these episodes and these messages. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep up the pace with making more and more podcast episodes, so be on the lookout, all right? We will be having more episode podcasts that are going to be a bit more unfiltered and going to hit more on the on the nail and be more direct. Just because, you know, we just... I, I made this podcast for also for self-improvement and, you know, dealing with philosophical stuff, but I also made this platform so that you know, I can speak my mind here. I can speak my mind and, and say what I really feel because YouTube would demonetize and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't be on Facebook, but Instagram, you know, they'll take down a post if it has hate speech or whatever the case is. So I feel like if I make a podcast, you know, what, what what's the worst that could really happen? You know what I'm saying? They can't really take down. I've never seen it, but they can't take down a, a, you know, a podcast episode. But anyways... Thank you for everybody for listening and tuning in. This is episode 22, which is labeled The Importance of a Father Figure. I meant to make this on Sunday, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. Plus, I was doing stuff on Father's Day. Um, but nonetheless, right, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like today is a better day to make this podcast episode than if I was to make it on Sunday. Um, because I have a little bit more to add on to the plate. All right. So... I wanted to talk about the importance of a father figure. We're going to be more so dealing with women than men. All right. We always know the importance, you know, of a father figure being in a man's life because that dictates how he becomes a man himself because he looks after or he looks on or upon the acts and the ways that his father acts and portrays himself upon other people. So. You know, if a man does not have a father figure in his life, he becomes a bit more effeminate. Um, he becomes more indecisive. He 
really doesn't know how to become a man and how to deal with situations because he's supposed to learn all of that from his father. But if he doesn't have a father to guide him on how to be a man and how to deal with certain situations and how to handle them, then he's either going to learn from his mother or he's going to primarily learn from TV or from his friends, you know, or, or older men in his life that are deemed as father figures. You know what I'm saying? A coach, a teacher, an older cousin, an uncle, whatever the case may be. So let's get into the scenario here. Um, before we get into the topic at hand, um, I want to emphasize two things. One, we're going to be dealing with a story that I'm going to bring into play with the reasons of why a woman needs a strong father. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm going to be getting my resources or my sources from a website, EV Magazine. Uh, the article was created by Alyssa Bushmeyer, so shout out to her. And it's labeled the seven reasons why girls need a strong father. Now, just in case you can't find it on Google, I will have it linked in uh, the description or whatever the case is um, so that you'll be able to find that article and, and you can go over the seven reasons yourself and read it for yourself. I won't be going over all the seven reasons. I want to go over at least four of them. All right. Because I do I do tend to rant and I do tend to talk a lot <laughs> when it comes to these situations. I might get off topic, whatever the case is. So we're just going to go over at least four of them. If that if that is okay with y'all. Um, second, we're gonna start out and open up this conversation with a conversation that I was having with this girl that I've been knowing for a very long time. I've been knowing her since like 2017. And ever since I met her, she'd never been on this type of vibe. Like is 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 crazy to me because when me and her first met, we started to hit it off, we started talking, we started getting Freaky leaky, you know what I'm saying? Like you know how that goes. So, you know, we we had a little thing going on. Then we stopped talking. We fell off. Then we started being friends again. Whatever the case is, you know the the up and down roller coaster ride. And I want to say back in 2019, she proclaimed to be a Hebrew Israelite. And I was like, okay, that's odd. You know, I never really thought she would go down this, you know, this avenue. But she proclaimed to be a Hebrew Israelite, started to apply herself to this particular lifestyle. And then she started to change it up. And I, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll deal with that for another time for another day. But um, she started to change it up a little bit because she didn't want to um, conform herself to how a Hebrew Israelite is supposed to live. She thinks that she can label herself as a Hebrew Israelite and then live her life how she wants to live that's not how the game works miss just because you put god first and the most high in your bio doesn't mean you're a hebrew israelite same thing for anybody else being a christian or a muslim and then you don't want to live the lifestyle that a particular christian or muslim is supposed to live you're a hypocrite as the bible calls it you're lukewarm and somebody who is double-minded i think it says in the book of james is destructive in all their ways you know what i'm saying so it's 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 beyond me but like I said, we'll deal with that for another time for another day. But this also plays a key and goes in hand with having a father figure, a strong father figure at that in their life. And I'm not coming at her particular father per se, because I'm pretty sure he is a great father, a great provider. And she did a, a, a great appreciation and shout out for her father and, and made 
uh, full course meal for him on Sunday. Nonetheless, um, I do feel like he does play a hand and play a key in how she is developing mentally today. Now, we had this conversation, this full conversation from last night to this morning concerning her sexuality. Yesterday, she told me that she was black and gay. All right. And I was like, how can you be a Hebrew Israelite and be gay? And she said the same reason of how Christians can be Christian and gay. I said, well, Christians are the most hypocritical, lukewarm people on this earth. You can't use them for an example to validate your point, especially since they're lukewarm and hypocrites as it is. And they don't want to apply themselves to everything in the Bible as it is. So you're no better than a Christian. At this point, you're not a Hebrew. You're a Christian. <laughs> because these Hebrew Israelites don't play that. I never ran into a, a, a woman or a man who proclaims themselves to be a Hebrew Israelite and then be okay with homosexuality. I've never seen it. You can you could probably pull that with, with Christianity. You could probably possibly pull that with Islam. Um, I don't know much about Islam, but I do know that Islamic countries are very, 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 very strict on homosexuality. All right. Nonetheless. Right. What I do know here is that you can't claim to be a Hebrew Israelite and be be a drag or LGBT, whatever the case is. They don't go for that. <laughs> I know that myself. I had my little Hebrew phase. And when I had conversations with uh, different denominations of Hebrew Israelites, it doesn't matter what denomination you are. You know what I'm saying? You can't claim to be a Hebrew is a Hebrew Israelite. That's like an atheist, you know, praying to God. It, it just you can't live that type of life. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't go together. It's, it's like night and day. It it does it it doesn't play. It doesn't go together. Anyways, so uh, see, replied to me in Snapchat. I haven't checked it yet. Um. So, anyways, let me let me read the conversation to you from from where I stopped. So I was like, um, you're most certainly not gay. And I was telling her about how Christians. Okay, I already told you about that. She responds and says, okay, so I can't practice my Hebrew culture because I like women. No Israelite follows the law to a T. I don't want myself, I don't want to marry a woman, but I can't keep lying to myself. Now, here's the thing, right? Like I said, me and her, we, we have a little history back in 2017, 2018. And get this, right? I've seen her in action. I ain't going to tell her myself and I'm not going to put the story out there, but I've seen her in action. All right, we'll just say she got the gorilla, she she got the gorilla grip, and she got the the go go five thousand, not even the three thousand. She got the five thousand. I've seen her in the action. She had a boyfriend dressed last year, talking about how much she loved him, and they was gonna be together for forever and ever. And now this year, she's talking about she's gay. Something isn't adding up. Something is not going together. And this narrative that LGBT like to push on people is that they were like this from birth. Now, like I said, this is going to be another conversation for another day, but I have to ask the question why and how and when and where, like <laughs> if you were born gay, 
I have to ask the question, who did you get the genes or the traits from? The mother or the father? Everything about you, personality, uh, your, your recessive, your dominant, brown eyes, curly hair, skin tone, personality, everything about yourself comes from somebody. If you're funny, if you're a comedian, whatever the case is, somebody down the line, if you're good at art, if you're good at uh, being athletic, whatever the case may be, somewhere down the line, you got that skill. You didn't just develop it. It was within you. So somewhere, mother or father, have the same gay trait. <laughs> because you can't be born gay. You can't be born anything. Biologically, you was born for the opposite sex. If you have a vagina, you was born for a person with a penis. And the same thing and vice versa. You wasn't born straight, gay, trans, whatever the case is. You was born biologically for the opposite sex. Alright, that's just it is what it is. It's not even that you was born straight, you was born for the biological opposite sex. That's just that's science. There's no argument with that. You can feel how you want to feel. So if you was born with a genital that was made for the opposite sex, you can't lie to yourself and say that you are born gay. That doesn't make sense. And mind you, she's she's raised up in a two parent household, whatever the case is, and, and all this other type of stuff. So for her to say, I can't keep lying to myself, who conditioned you or who made you think? That you was lying to yourself of liking men. That doesn't make sense. It it doesn't go together. So, you know, I used the same argument I was telling you. How can an atheist, how can a person be atheist and pray to God? Um, you have to practice what you preach. I believe the Bible is very direct about people who are lukewarm or double-minded. Aside from that, you had a boyfriend last year. You claimed to love to death. The least you could be is by. But... What you want to claim is none of my business, I suppose, but you're not fooling me. And good morning. <laughs> I was like, you just not, you're not fooling me with that. So she responds and tells me, I just know I like women and I have forever. I can't keep lying to myself. Also, the original Bible doesn't talk against homosexuality. Now, I'm going to put the cap emoji Actually, I'm not even going to put the cap emoji. I'm going to put the sipping tea. And uh, we'll just have the Hebrew Israelites deal with her herself. All right. Because uh, I think the Bible is very, very direct and clear on how it feels about homosexuality throughout the whole Bible. In the beginning, you're dealing with the book of Leviticus. Even Genesis says God made uh, it, it. it is divine doctrine that. The man leaves his mother and father to cleave to his wife and that which God has put together. Let no man separate. Also, you go to the book of Leviticus, if I'm not mistaken, tells you if a man lies with a man as he does with a woman. He should be put to death. If a man puts on women's clothing. And the same thing, if a woman puts on men's clothing, they should be put to death. The book of Romans tells you that uh you know dealing with deception of the world and, and people going after their own lustful desires and men leaving the natural desires of the woman to cleave to the man and the same thing with women 
It tells you all throughout the Bible. It tells you not to practice sexual immorality. And the, and the, and the word that they use is porneia in Greek. And that signifies not only dealing with sexual immorality of, of you know, you could deal with fornication, whatever the case is, but it, it deals with homosexual desires as well. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it even labels how effeminate men can't enter into the kingdom of God. So I don't know where she gets this, that the Bible originally doesn't emphasize or even talks about homosexuality. They may not use the word homosexuality because, of, of course, we're dealing with a different time and a different language. You know what I'm saying? We're dealing people didn't talk homosexual. You know, they didn't use the word homosexuality. There was different words that describe that. But we can get a clear scenario of what it was demonstrating, what it was talking about. You know what I'm saying? So beyond me. Um, but here's what I want to emphasize here is that for her to even have the doubt or to have this confusion that she likes women, something had to happen from her growing up. She can claim that she loved her father. She can claim that he was a good inspirational figure for her. And I'm not taking that away from her. But I, I cannot give her the benefit of a doubt that she was raised up in a functional household. I can't give her the benefit of a doubt that she had a good childhood for her to come to this sort of conclusion that she's gay. And aside from that, it may not even be how she was raised. She might be just going through something to where she might have this 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 hatred for women, uh, for men because of whatever happened with her boyfriend or whatever the case is. She feels like she's being mistreated by men. So now she's deluding herself into believing that she's gay. It could be all type of scenarios here. But I'm not going to argue with somebody back and forth that is trying to make themselves believe. Because every time they say, I can't keep lying to my... And mind you, she said this about three times in the conversation. I can't keep lying to myself. I can't keep lying to myself. It's repetitive because she's trying to make herself believe that she's gay when she's not. I know she's not. I seen her in the action. I know what she <laughs> I know she's not. So maybe it's not even the father. Maybe it's her. You know what I'm saying? But even aside from that, let's just say it's the father. We're going to deal with seven or we're going to deal with four out of the seven. We're going to deal with four reasons why a woman needs a strong father figure in her life. Number one, his devotion and discipline sets us for, or that's, that's what the article say. It sets us for success. So the devotion and the discipline of the father sets the woman up for success. And basically in this scenario, it tells you how fathers basically set the boundaries and the rules for what goes on in the house. And they prepare their, their, their daughters for the real world through devotion, through ambition and discipline. And they give them a sense of order and they hold them accountable for their decisions and their actions. And once that father holds that daughter and, and their child accountable for their decisions and their actions, it will allow them to be more responsible in life. It will let them think twice on whether or not they, they should say this or that. And, and it also goes into the key of their actions. So when you have a father figure in your a strong father figure at that in the household, there won't be everything being uh, out of order. There won't be a dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? When when the woman does something and, and when when their daughter, you know, gets out of order and out of place, 
it's the father's responsibility to put everything back in place and back in order. So when it comes to not only just the father, but even the presence of a strong father figure, people will get back in order. All right. You ever had your father just look at you a certain way and, and then you just straighten up? Even the presence of the father leaves an impact on the daughter. And I can't say whether or not her father figure, the, the girl that I was talking about, I can't say whether or not he leaves that type of impact on her. You know what I'm saying? I can't say how he raised her. I can't say if he was a, a strong father figure. You know, I wasn't raised up in the, in the household. But I will say this. She is a very successful woman. I will say that she is very outspoken, very unapologetic. Um... You know, very intelligent. So I, it was very surprising for me to see her go down this route. But I do feel like that if the father figure was as strong and devoted and ambitious as a father should be, she wouldn't be going down this route. But even aside from that, right, just dealing generally for a for a man, a father to be ambitious, disciplined and, and setting their daughter up for success holding them responsible and accountable to the decisions that they make and the things that they say and the things that they do sets them uh, sets them up to be a better person in life leads us to number two the father's approval affects their self-esteem now naturally and we know this whether women want to accept this or not but women love to seek after validation they they love to seek after the approval and the validation and the acknowledgement of men. I can't tell you how many women tell me, does this look nice or does that look nice? Does Do I look good in this shirt or should I wear that shirt? What should I eat today? You know, what's the... it? <laughs> they love... It's just instinct. They naturally seek approval and acknowledgement from men. And it's nothing bad. You know what I'm saying? A woman wants to be led. That's just, that's just how life is. That's how nature works. A woman wants to be led... Feminism have taught women that they can be independent and lead themselves and they run the world. That's not how life works. That's not how the game is played. Women naturally want to be protected. They want security and they want approval. So when they have a strong father figure in their life, they can gain a sense of confidence in themselves. The father won't be approving anything dysfunctional, a strong father figure will not approve of anything dysfunctional. They won't approve of anything that is out of place. You know what I'm saying? They won't approve of anything that is unnecessary, anything that is uh, doing the most, whatever the case is. A father figure will put, you know, strong and, and instill strong traits and, and strong uh, principles into their daughter to such a point where... These women won't try to look for other men for validation. They won't try to uh, lower down their standards or, you know, play their life with other men. Because you do have women out here that would do all type of sexual stuff in order to receive the approval and the validation of other men. Because why, why else would they be IG models? Why else would they create only fan accounts? Because they love validation. Why else would they catch a fit if they get those, if they get 100 likes, but they want 400 likes. And if they don't get those type of likes, they, they'll take it down because they feel like that it's not good enough. 
You see what I'm saying? They constantly seek after validation. And if you don't have a strong father figure in your life, you're going to be one of these people that's going to be on Instagram, uh, you know, seeking after the validation and approval of other people. But if you have a strong father figure in your life, you won't care what the masses say. You won't care what, what goes on on social media. You can have a strong uh, platform and, and post whatever you like. And it might get 40, 50 likes and you still will be content within yourself because you don't seek after the validation of other people. So if a woman has low self-esteem because they didn't have a father figure in their life, they will seek after the validation of what you will call unworthy men. But if they have a strong father figure in their life, then they will be put on that right path to entertain the right men that should be in their life, you know, which leads us to number three. And this is where we're going to get into sexuality and uh, promiscuity. Uh, cannot say that word for my life. Uh, promiscuity. Uh, number three, his affection determines their modesty. The father's affection for the not only the mother, or not only for the daughter, for, but for the mother as well, because that daughter will will subconsciously see how a man is supposed to treat a, a woman, and also how a woman is supposed to respond back to a man that treats them right. You know, so women crave affection; they love attention. All right, we we know this. <laughs> we know this naturally. It doesn't matter if you're C. Ratchet or if you're, uh, you know, in a woman with good principles, good traits. I can't think of the word right now, the antonym for she Ratchet. But a woman with good principles, a woman who have a good head on her shoulders, she craves attention as well. She craves affection as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just how nature is. That's just how the feminine nature is. They, they want to be instilled and imprinted by that masculinity. They love it. You see it all the time on social media. They telling themselves, especially on TikTok. <laughs> but women crave affection. They love attention and they want that sense of security in their life. All right. And if they don't have that security and that affection from birth growing up, if they don't have that affection when they get into their preteen years, they will crave that affection towards other men. And vice versa, when you have men who don't have that affection and security from the father, they might crave it from other women or from other men. Most likely from other men because because they didn't have that father figure in their life and they didn't have that affection and security, they will try to find it in other men. You know, but getting back to, to the scenario at hand, if a woman doesn't have that that touch, that affection from their father, that security, that love from their father, most likely they will try to go down this deep, dark path of being promiscuous, of being on OnlyFans, of being a stripper, going, you know, selling them, selling themselves out, prostituting themselves out to the world. Because that's how they get their affection. That's how they feel like they can get affection from men. Now, when you ask or when you tell women who are in this occupation this, nine out of ten of the time, they will tell you that they're not trying to get any type of attention from men. They are only trying to get the bag. Now, of course, this is a cop-out and a cover-up 
for their subconscious. Because if you had a strong father figure in your life, like we go back to reason number one, you'd be set up for success. If you had a good father figure in your life, you wouldn't be out here stripping, going booty butt naked nasty. Because your father wouldn't approve of that. I know, I can't tell you how many women I know personally that would be like, you know, if I could get, get away with it, I would. But my father, my father wouldn't approve of that. My father kicked me out of the house. My father would disown me. Because their father figure, not only a strong father figure at that, but a father with, with principles. A father that, that loves their child and they love their, their, uh, their father back. The daughter loves their father back. You know, you ever heard of the concept of a daddy's girl? Listen, and even even if they do stuff promiscuous, it's it's discreet. Ain't nobody gonna know about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they ain't gonna be out here in public, just you know, booty butt naked, nasty, they ain't gonna be out here doing these type of challenges on TikTok because they don't want that. You know that persona. They don't want that status on them because they know they they care for other people. They have a they have something to hold up for themselves. You know. A, uh, a reputation you know what I'm saying if if even if even if you're going to go down that path of being promiscuous you know and, and with these women that have a strong father figure in their life it's discreet ain't nobody know they look as innocent as an angel would never suspect they do stuff I know this one girl have a father strong father figure in their life listen the stuff that she did during her college years when she went off to college Ain't nobody know about that. You go on her Instagram right now, you'll think she's one of the most innocent, most ambitious, successful women. This woman was 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 getting digged out by the security from the school in her dorm. Like this <laughs> and I'm I'm not gonna put her name out there, of course. But listen, with some of these women out here, even with them having a strong father figure in their life. Some of them, they, they, they just want to get digged out. They just want the fun, the experience, quote unquote, whatever the case is. But most of these women out here who either don't have a father figure in their life or they didn't have a strong father figure or a father in their life that actually cared about them, whatever the case is. They mostly go now. They mostly go down this pathway of promiscuous, uh, being promiscuous. I'm not even going to try and say the word. <laughs> But they mostly go down this path of being promiscuous, being treacherous. And this is not to say that being sexual and going down this particular occupation of being sexual and sex workers is bad, whatever the case is. You do whatever sees fit. But don't let your occupation be the result of dysfunction. Don't be don't let your occupation of of being a sex worker or stripping or whatever the case is being sexual to the world don't let that be the result of pedophilia sexual molestation a lack of of affection from the father don't let that be the you know the charge or the energy you know don't let that be the cause for you being who you are today you have to heal from that a, a, a great example that i could use is belquis Belquise, from season one to season three, if I'm not mistaken, was promiscuous, promiscuous. And she always thought that her power came from what she can do to men and devouring their souls 
right? She always thought that being the sex icon, the sex figure, this this sex symbol was her power. And then season four, she gets in tune with Yemoja and Oshun and she finds her true divinity. She realized that men were the ones that labeled her as a sex symbol. Men were the ones that transformed her into being this this promiscuous sexual goddess. And she found her true power in her femininity. So I say all of that to tell you that for women that don't even know who they are and, and the father is very responsible for the identity of the woman. Very responsible. Because if you have a strong father figure in your life, you're not going to try and go for other women. You have a strong father figure in your life. You want somebody in the, in the household. You want to be with somebody that can at least resemble the masculinity or the, the strength of your father. Not to be exactly like your father, right? Because, of course, you don't want a man to pamper and to cater to you and take care of you like that. But you want somebody to be strong and, and be that power hold, that stronghold, just like your father. Naturally, because you are in a functional household and you see the relationship of your mother and father and your grandmother and grandfather, you naturally want that as well. That's just how nature and biology works. But something has to go wrong. Something in the household has to go wrong for you to desire another woman. For you to be a woman to desire for another woman. And the same thing and vice versa for a man to desire for another man. Something had to happen. You didn't just have <laughs> you, you didn't just come out the womb this way. It it doesn't make sense. But number three, his affection determines their modesty. Alright, that's number three. The father, strong father figure who gives the right amount of affection and the right amount of attention to their daughter, they won't go out of their way to try and seek this type of attention off of social media and from men who just want to use them for sex. All right. Now, getting on to number four, uh, the father's behavior towards women will affect their self-respect because, like I said, this all happens in the household. If the father treats the woman and the mother with respect and, and treats her nice and talks to her nice, that's going to determine subconsciously how the, the daughter should want to be treated towards other men. You know what I'm saying? If the father is pampering and catering to the to the mother, then the daughter going to feel like, okay, I deserve to be pampered and catered to as well. Because the father might pamper and cater to the, the daughter as well. The, the father might tell her, you know, a man should do this and do that for you and, and treat you this way and that way. And to a certain extent, from a certain angle, it might seem right. It might seem valid. But to another perspective, I'm not going to treat you like your father treats you. I'm going to treat you like an independent woman. Like <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to cater and pamper to you. I'm not going to put you in your place. You have a father for that. I am a man, not your father. You can call me daddy all you want in bed or out and about. But I I am not your father. I'm not going to try and put you in your place. I'm not going to try and correct you. That shows that you're immature. And this goes back to number two, where the father instills discipline or this goes back to, to number one. 
where the father instills discipline and holds their the daughter responsible for their decisions and the things that they say. When when you have a father that holds you responsible to your word and to your actions, a woman isn't going to talk out of their neck to a man. They won't entertain the buffoonery with unworthy men. With with males that just want the poom poom. You these these women who have strong father figures in their life, they're not just going to keep dealing with ain't shit niggas. It's just not going to happen. It, it doesn't go together. So when you have a, a strong father figure who treats women with respect, they treat their mother with, with respect, they treat the, the wife, the, the mother with respect, it's immediately going to be subconscious, uh, subconscious on the daughter that this is how a woman is to be treated and this is how a man treats a woman. And one of the quotes in this article says a good father instills an intolerance for bad men. That is a lovely, that's, that's a beautiful quote. I'm going to read it again. A good father instills an intolerance for bad men. And I'm going to read just this one speck in this article. And it says, when observing him treat our mother with respect, we learn that we deserve from other men. We are less likely to deal with mistreatment in our relationships because we know we are worthy of so much more. From our father, we learn how a man is to make us feel that we are valued and protected. When we feel anything lesser than our self-respect drives us to stand our ground and either find or demand better. A good father instills an intolerance for bad men. And that is the end of this podcast episode. Like I said, I'll have the link labeled or, or in the description so that you can listen to the rest of it or you can just try and find it on your own. It's called The Seven Reasons Why a Girl... Um, let me scroll back up. It's Seven Reasons Why Girls Need a Strong Father. All right, so we went over the four reasons. Number one being that... Uh, he, his devotion and his discipline sets the woman up for success. Number two is his approval and his affection uh, affects their self-esteem. Number three is that his affection and his approval and acknowledgement determines their modesty. And number four, his behavior towards women and the mother uh, slash wife affects their self-respect. All right, so hopefully this was... A great podcast for you to listen to. I know we went a little over and I told myself I wasn't going to try and make this long. But like I said, I do talk. I do rant. All right. I mean, I didn't rant, but I, I like to emphasize on a lot of stuff. And like I said, I, I'm glad that we just stopped that for because this probably would be this probably would be an hour <laughs> podcast, probably over an hour if I went over the next three. So, like I said, you can read the last three uh, for yourself until next time on Toronto thank you for listening to this podcast share this podcast with other people if you feel like this would be very you know motivational inspirational or enlightening to other people that you may know or if you just want to share it because this is just a great podcast and you know you just want to listen you want somebody to listen to this and be in tune um, also this helps out the algorithm and it also helps out the views and stuff like that for me um, you know so Anyways, hopefully you got something out of this. This probably was one of my greatest podcast episodes, me personally, and it only gets better from this. All right. So until next time, I'm Tyrone, and I am.